Hello again, and welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, exploring the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. October is Small Business Month, and our episodes of the podcast this month are brought to you by our pillar partner, RBC. Small businesses often join forces to form business improvement associations for their neighborhoods, and those associations have in-depth knowledge when it comes to the challenges and opportunities faced by brick-and-mortar storefronts. Today, I'm joined by the Executive Director of the Robson Street Business Improvement Association in downtown Vancouver, Manish Sharma. Manish, great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me, Bridget. I'm really honored to join you today, my friend. Let's start off with maybe a, a bit of a look back. So obviously, it's been a pretty turbulent couple of years, and you've been at the Robson Street BIA for about 10 months. And so, you know, when I think about the retail space, and it depends so much on foot traffic, and that really was altered during the pandemic. Well, we're now coming out of the pandemic, fingers crossed. Uh, but Consumer behavior has really changed drastically. So how is business on Robson Street? Well, actually, business is good. It's been very hard. There's a lot of sacrifices on, on our business's behalf over the last couple of years. But since I've been here um, for 2021, 2022, we saw actually a 60% increase in foot traffic after the lifting of the public 60%. Yeah, which is great. And we actually had more shoppers this past holiday shopping season than there were out before the, the pandemic. So people were really ready to shop and spend money and, and come to Robson Street. So that's been really great. That surprises me a bit when I look at the retail scene. I mean, it's clear we are all shopping online much more than we ever did. But what you're saying is that there's still an appetite for people to come into the brick and mortar stores. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny because you mentioned online shopping. I know a lot of people who who shop online, friends, colleagues, uh, you know, family. But one thing they'd like to do is go into the store and try it on. And I know even some of the stores at Robson Street, if you go try it on and they don't have the size that you like, they'll order it for you online and have it sent to your house. So still that experience about coming in and experiencing uh, the store and trying on new things and talking to people, it's still, uh, it's still um, something that people want. Absolutely. I think uh, all of us have maybe learned through trial and error about getting stuff online and returning it because it doesn't fit. Uh, let's talk about the makeup of Robson Street. You know, I've been in Vancouver a long, long time, and I remember even when it was called Robson Strasse, and it really had a much different sort of European German flair. And that's a long, long time ago. But now, you know, fast forward decades, and you can see that there's a lot of multinational, big, big organizations who um, who occupy some of the storefronts. You know, what are you seeing as far as the mix? Is it is it really trending more in that way or do you see still some small and medium businesses? Actually, both. So more and more, we are attracting international brands to have their flagship stores here on Robson. But we also do have some still some independently owned and operated businesses who have made a great name for themselves and are doing well, too, considering COVID and everything. But yeah, we've uh, we, there's definitely been some turnover, but it's been overall uh, good. So with Small Business Month being in October and a focus really on those um, smaller organizations, and they face a lot of challenges and costs that are just more difficult to deal with than some big operations. Um, when I think about Robson Street, though, I think, you know, high lease rates and, and I think about that extra overhead cost. Uh, what are you hearing from your small uh, business members on Robson Street? And and where are we at with some of these lease rates? 
Yeah, well, this is a big issue for everyone right now, unfortunately, you know, um, but um, leasing, on, leasing on the street has always been hard because uh, we have some of the highest rents, but um, our businesses are really resilient and they know how to do things to, to stay strong. But we, we as an association are working to make sure that we do things to try and attract people to the to the to the uh, to the street and to support our community but there's other things we need to do like you said they've been through a lot businesses in, in Vancouver and in BC so there's a lot of uh, ways that we can help them through taxation and um, supports for permitting and licensing and that's kind of stuff that, that we're working on now and certainly that's what our members have told us uh, time and time again in our most recent survey when it comes to local government um, that, you know, it is around permitting and licensing. And so is this part of uh, what a big part of what you do at the BIA is really advocating on their behalf? Um, a lot of the BIAs do. Yes, it's a lot of the work that we do probably doesn't get noticed as much. But um, actually, the the organization that uh, represents BIAs across British Columbia, BIABC, just put out a press release last week with specific call to actions for all three levels of government to step up and address the, the crises that, that we're having in our, in our downtowns. Um, you know, everything from crisis in labor to permitting and red tape, also crime and safety, prolific offenders and infrastructure too. Um, Terry Smith, who was my predecessor here at Robson Street mm -hmm. uh, Business Association, and she's now the executive director of the West End Business Improvement Association. She's the president of BIBC, and she would be an excellent guest one day to have on this as well, because she's been instrumental in advocating for better government supports for, for our businesses. Um, but there have been some changes recently. I know I used to work at FOMA BC, the Commercial uh, Property Management and, and Owners uh, Association. We worked hard with the city of Vancouver to try and uh, increase the, or sorry, to decrease the delays we're experiencing in licensing and permitting. And there have been some significant changes which have helped, um, but there's still a lot more work to, to be done. Yeah, to be fair, uh, the city of Vancouver um, did put in place the task force and they have made some progress on addressing those delays. But yes, much more to be done. Manish, you mentioned uh, public safety and crime. And you know, there's been a lot of media coverage about this issue and a lot of concern, you know, or whether we're talking about random stranger attacks or we're talking about the kind of vandalism that that storefronts have been, been dealing with. Um, but typically, uh, I think there's a perception that it's been in the downtown east side or in Gastown. So what's the situation like uh, on Robson Street? Um, no, it's everywhere. It's all over BC. In fact, it's not even just in downtown Vancouver, right up from Prince George, uh, Kelowna, Victoria, uh, up island, everywhere. Um, our BIA folks, uh, we've been listening to our members and especially during the election time right now. And they've been asking us to ask the elected officials and those who want to be in office what their specific plans are to reduce crime on our streets, like theft and robberies, you mentioned, and also to enforce the bylaws that have a direct impact on our shopping and, and business districts. We also want to know how they would better integrate policing and social service interventions to address uh, some prolific offenders like people breaking glass, as you mentioned, and those who have serious mental health issues. We also want to know how they're going to work with other levels of government to get this stuff done, because it's been too much talk and no significant action or plan to get it done. And, and, and the time is now. So you're saying that, you know, uh, a lot of the businesses uh, on Robson Street have been dealing with broken windows and that that kind of situation? Oh yeah, it's been it's been prolific. There's you know one or two people who are doing it that we know of. They just wait around and wait for no one to be there and, and just do a bunch. It could be because they have their own issues with society or or 
or housing or whatever that's making them do it. But I don't think that they have uh, found a way to stop it. And there's ways that the city could help us. You know, hopefully they can come come up with some sort of plan to help the businesses do uh, interior security audits. Maybe we can pay for those uh, film protection on the on the glass so that it doesn't mm-hmm. all shatter. But this has been a really big problem since I started. And I know b- before I've been here and it hasn't been getting better. Yeah. And I would think that, you know, business owners would be reluctant to put bars up on windows and things like that. But I know that's one of the solutions being contemplated because it is just been happening so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a real problem. And it's not a victimless crime. You know, these windows cost about $10,000 each and they take a long time to fix. And it's up to the business to to take care of it. Plus, it's very unsightly. It changes the, the look of the neighborhood. It, makes people feel unsafe. It causes you to have to hire more security people at nights and evenings when, and even dur- during the, the day. Um, and I just don't, don't think that there's been the right amount of punishment for the people who are doing it. And I, there isn't a real de- deterrent yet. So that's one of the things we've asked our governments uh, to look at doing. Yeah, it, it is a really complex issue. And, you know, it factors in homelessness and mental health and wellness and addiction. Uh, but it is clear that businesses uh, are being impacted and consumers, clients and consumers are also being impacted, just not feeling safe on streets um, as well. Just want to uh, maybe shift the conversation a little bit and go back to um, some of the your overall business members uh, down uh, in that district. What are you seeing as far as vacancy rates? Um, I know at the beginning of the pandemic and for the first few months, there was a lot of vacancy. Is that being taken up now? Yeah, there was a lot of vacancy for sure. Um, we have, again, some of the highest rents on Robson. It's always hard for businesses to compete here, but uh, through the COVID uh, restrictions, there was a lot of closures and a lot of people went uh, so far as to board up their stores in uh, preventative measures. Um, so we as, as association uh, uh, took the opportunity to paint murals and positive messages and that sort of thing to try and alleviate the worry and, and, and to stop the, the graffiti and vandalism. But uh, so it's been nice since since we've been able to reopen our stores and invite people back in. But with so many other regulatory factors, it's been hard for these businesses to, to compete. And there has been some turnover in leases. But compared to the previous year where we saw closures during the pandemic, we're happy now to see many more new stores opening and vacancies being being filled. So how do you bring people back to Robson Street, uh, the shoppers, and also how do you make it uh, a good place for some of those smaller businesses to operate? Well, we've been trying to make it feel safe and, and welcoming and, and, and fun and accessible. We've uh, brought in new things like placemaking initiatives. You, know, you might have seen some of the floral displays and lighting mm-hmm. things we've had out over the winter months. In the summer, we've had... Uh, outdoor markets with small local vendors who would otherwise not have an opportunity to have a, a place on Robson Street. It gives the visitors another type of businesses to see and it gives the locals another different experience of Robson Street. So we've been doing that every, I think we've had 17 this past summer. Um, they've been pretty successful. And we're also trying to do more things to address, you know, uh, people feeling welcome here. Like we'll have a Lunar New Year festival and and a and a and a Asian food festival, and we had a our first Pride party, and we're going to be doing stuff like that to welcome all different types of groups here to know that they're they they're welcome here and and that they should feel safe. Combined with some beautification and and tributes like proper murals and and that sort of thing towards people who've ha- had a big impact on on the on the area, and overall just making it more fun and welcoming and. Part of that is is about public safety, but part of that is our job by bringing in fun and interesting things to to do. 
So it sounds like there's a lot underway to to bring people back and to build some excitement about Robson Street and, and the district there. You know, when you look out maybe further down the line, you know, look out five years or look into your crystal ball, um, what do you see as the future of Robson Street? Well, I see it as uh, being Vancouver's iconic shopping and dining district. There's a lot of work going underway right now, actually, um, with the city through um a couple of things. The 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 Butte Greenway project is happening from shore to shore, from Sunset Beach to um, uh, Coal Harbor. That's going to uh, allow us to update our plaza, which is now in a temporary state. So we're going through the design features now. We're we're trying to figure out how to bring the bike lane, the mobility lane, through in a way that doesn't make it unsafe. Um, so we're trying to make it curved around the senior space, around our plaza and then back in. So people slow down and have a better experience and mm-hmm. bring nicer plants and lighting and covering and seating and that sort of stuff just to that area. We're extending the plaza along through the intersection to the north side of Robson, too. So that will allow us to do more markets, more placemaking, concerts, you know, festivals, that, that, that sort of stuff that we can do. We also have more ele- electrification things to add lighting and add more ambiance and and to make it look and feel better. And now I've just heard, uh, fortunately, that the city is, is has uh, in its plans approval to uh, uh, revitalize Robson Street. Uh, potentially, it's in their capital plan for the next few years. So the capital plan looks out four years. So we're looking in five years, hopefully we'll have uh, even more revitalized Robson Street that looks and feels better and is more welcoming to people and has uh, accessibility for everyone. And we're able to draw in better businesses and make it the iconic spot that we know it is in, and and the, the heart of the community here in, in downtown. Well, one of my first jobs many, many years ago was on a, a restaurant on Robson Street. So uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like there's lots underway to to bring it back to life, more to life. Uh, and and I think really important for those small and medium businesses to, to feel welcome as well. So Manish, thanks so much for talking to me about Robson Street. It was a great conversation. Thanks very much, Bridget. Thanks to the team at the Board of Trade. Our thanks again to our pillar partner, RBC, for sponsoring the podcast during Small Business Month. And check back next Thursday for a new episode.